Hey everybody, Alex here. Uh, just as a heads up, in the second half of this episode, my mic starts going real crazy and is borderline unlistenable. Uh, so I did cut out a whole section of a game that we were talking about, which will come up next week. And yeah, I apologize in advance for the audio sounding real bad at some parts. So anyways, without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hello, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, gender neutral thing for gentlemen and ladies. Oh, God. I, I'm I'm out of, out of practice. Uh, this is episode 65 of Gaming Fix on April 14th, 2019, or April 13th, depending on which side of the dateline you are on. That's right. After a month and a half, I, Andre Cole, I'm back in the hosting seat. Uh, I am joined today by Alex Galinas. Hello. Are you changing your PSN ID? Uh, yes, I have not yet. I don't really play online games, but yes, I will be changing my PSN. Nice. ID, uh, and then it'll be something inappropriate, so it'll change it again for me. Uh, and then I'm also joined today by Pat, best boy. Well, I'm virtually at at Star Wars Celebration. Mm. Did you get, did you get the digital ticket? Uh, no, they don't have a digital ticket. I, mean, I wish they get, did. You're gonna get like the mount for the, the Old Republic. It sucks. Yeah. Is, is that, that a real thing? thing? That's not a thing. They don't have to. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it is, <laughs> no, it's 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 a bummer because there's a bunch of panels that look interesting, but you, they're not streaming them. Because yeah, it's like I was saying about this yesterday. Like, I'm surprised Marvel hasn't like I like there's Comic Con, but like Marvel hasn't done like a Marvel Con thing since the cinematic universe started up. Because like there's a there's a lot of those movies. They're very successful. Yeah, but it's not Star Wars. It's not like there's not extended universe stuff, but like I mean, I feel like with like the comics and the shows and the movies, yeah, for sure. At this point, that they could have. You would think that that would have been a thing that existed prior to the Disney acquisition. Yeah, yeah I, you know, but, like, I mean, maybe. I mean, the Comic Con, but then as it got grew and became into its own thing, I wouldn't have been surprised if they had started their own convention, but then, yeah. you know, get 30 extra minutes in the ball pit or whatever. I guess before we get into that, uh, should be noted that our own Allison is currently at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, she is, yes. she is uh, hounding Vince Sampella for information on the Fallen Order. Yep. I think we heard everything we're going to hear about that game. I don't think there's anything else really to, to, to hey, know. Hey, not believe in Allison's ability. <laughs> that's that's fair. But uh, the trailer had more information than I thought it would because it had a release date. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that I saw leaked out last yesterday morning, last night, last night for me, yesterday morning, uh, I saw Nibelian or Nibble, whoever on Twitter uh, tweeted out like a pin that had the release date on it. Yeah. So, and I mean, we, we already knew that it was uh, this year. year. So like, yeah. it's not that yeah. wild to find out what it is for real. I I'm extraordinarily surprised that that game is supposedly out in seven months and there's no we haven't seen any gameplay of it at all well it's because they just had to scrap everything and restart production from the start much like other what do you mean 
they, oh. Oh, you know, they, they, okay i wasn't sure if you were serious they, or not no they have restarted production uh in the last week and are starting from scratch yes yeah let's hope not uh <laughs> i'm surprised it's not a next-gen title uh, fallen order yeah i mean it would have I'm, to look like a next-gen game for that to happen. <laughs> also that yes I mean, I mean they said hey it's coming out it's like you know they need to get they need to get a game that people like and yeah you know, maybe maybe this game isn't what it is but they need to get like a star wars game that people like out and uh, yeah i don't know they need like positive press on a star wars game everything they said about the gameplay of this game sounds like really really cool so i'm definitely don't want to come off as too negative on it but i definitely looking at that trailer like it doesn't look the the stuff in that trailer like visually didn't look even as good as gameplay from battlefront 2 in my opinion like it's well, well, that's like a are they using source like you know we don't but like that's like it's unreal. It's unreal engine yeah but there's yeah. unreal engine games that look true absolutely um, phenomenal and i thought yeah. i thought fallen order was very much like this looks like it could have been made three or four years ago probably mm-hmm. like it, i was a little surprised that a triple a single player star wars adventure came out of the gate with visuals like that which isn't yeah. to say it looks bad i don't want to yeah. say it's bad looking but so i, I haven't like yeah. horizon or, or i haven't battle watched i haven't watched the trailer yet it's 6 30 in the morning where i am uh, <laughs> but i wonder if part of that is just like yo frame rate we want to hit like we want to hit at least 30 on like the base consoles and 60 on like the x and the pro like you know i i can't say i, I guess not, just we don't know that information but respawn you know they make titanfall and they make apex legends and those are pretty tight games and yeah they probably yeah. Want to make like a they probably want to make like a an experience that feels good and if they're like hey we can have less you know slightly dated visuals whatever that means again i haven't seen it but if that means they can make the frame rate better like Okay. Maybe, but I don't know. I just, there's a lot of games that look better and still have good frame rates on True. current True. consoles than what they showed in that trailer. But that trailer is also, um, it's an, it, it was all gameplay assets rendered in engine, but all cinematic, no gameplay shown. Mm-hmm. So it could also be that they wanted to sh- like that in gameplay, it looks really, really good if it looks really, really smooth and if everything kind of not zoomed in on looks more looks yeah. better and has more pop, that could totally be the case. So, so it's actually like a God game. So you're actually, just like <laughs> well, and, and again, I don't want to suggest that it looks bad either. Yeah. It just, if like, if like a like, small studio put this out, like or a small, like indie game mm-hmm. came out looking like this, I'd be like, Oh wow, that looks really impressive. But to come from like the most valuable IP maybe in the world, from the largest video game producer maybe in the world to say nothing about respawn size. I was surprised. That's all that it, that it wasn't like, Holy shit. This looks like, you know, blow okay. you away. Good. Here, here's my second theory. If my first theory does not do it for you, they saw what happened to the Witcher three, what happened to watchdogs, uh, what happened to, I don't know, uh, Spider-Man puddle gate. 
they made the game look bad for the reveal trailer. So that way, when it comes out and it looks better, yeah. gamers freak out and they're like, oh my God. To be honest with you, I could almost see that being the case. And I could almost see the trailer missing some like lighting elements or something. Um, because it wasn't so much that like the models looked like. I don't know. The models in Battlefront look better than the models in that they showed in the trailer. But but again, no that's a different race. engine. So, um, no race. but yeah, I mean, it could be that the lighting. And actually, what I should say is that the lance when it was pulled out a little bit more when they showed like wider shots of like ships and stuff that looked really really cool. It was mostly the character stuff to me that was a little like I was kind of like, huh, this doesn't look bad. But um, but also because it was presented in a cinematic way, I may mm-hmm. be thinking of it as a cinematic thing where in motion those assets might look really phenomenal in gameplay i don't know i think it's just wild that we haven't seen gameplay and i'm now wondering if we're going to even if we're going to see gameplay before the game comes out (laughs) oh obvious like come on e3 is just like two months away EA's not at e3 but like and and like they have they have games at people's like can uh, people shift? So, yeah, I mean, it could show up on the yeah. Microsoft stage. That's that's where I would see. I could see it if they're going to relegate gameplay to a, a EA Play stream when they had people in front in an audience at Celebration mm-hmm. watching the stream and stuff. That's weird because, like, how many people are really going to sit through all of those EA Play streams? You know, like mm-hmm. they'll have an audience, but but this seemed like the moment if you were going to reveal it on a stage you know you know like gameplay wise i don't know well, but it could jump on microsoft but like i think the star wars celebration is also the place where you can get away with not showing any gameplay because like people are just going to be excited they're, they're there for star yeah, yeah. wars they're going to be excited yeah about it being star wars um whether or not there's gameplay so i think if and they if, had a- they, they get people hyped about that and then they come out at uh E3 and they show the gameplay. Then I guess I just think it's interesting. I have no more or less hype for that game. I don't think than I did yesterday, mm-hmm. which I'm very hyped for it because I love respawn and I love star Wars. So like all of my kind of misgivings that I'm airing right now kind of pale to the fact that I'm, I love that studio and I love that IP. So I'm going to play it and I'm very excited about it, but I feel like we didn't really get much information today beyond the release date that like, I don't know. Like I could have, I'm not surprised by anything that they showed today. Really? Like it looks mm-hmm. very boilerplate, like what you would expect that thing to be. Um, is so. there anything that would make you not play it? Um, I can't really think of anything. I mean, if previews, if people got hands on on Eddie and then came back saying it was really bad, maybe, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. I, I mean, it's, it's unlikely that I won't play it. Uh, I probably will hold off on like pre-ordering it until mm-hmm. I hear, I mean, yeah. if on release day in what'll happen is this is what I did with Sekiro. What'll happen is I won't pre-order it. The Friday it comes out, I'll pick it up on my lunch break. Assuming that that morning, the coverage that comes out is fine, you know? Uh, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I bet, but I guess I'm just a little, uh, I'm not disappointed. I'm just very much like, okay, you did, you showed the thing. <laughs> like, uh, the I, I'm watching this trailer. And I don't know. I think it looks pretty good. Uh, yeah. Like it's not, it's, it's like definitely a different style than like battlefront, like battlefronts going for like photorealistic. This is yeah. definitely not going for that. I think it and, looks fun. 
and maybe I'm not getting the style yet from what they've shown. And that that's pot that I had that thought too the second time that I watched it as kind of like, well, maybe this is stylized in a way that I'm not picking up on because my current kind of um like check for Star Wars stuff is Battlefront since I've been playing so much of it. So like I'm comparing it to that when I shouldn't because it's a different style entirely. So I, I don't want to come away to come off as too negative about it because ultimately I'm excited for the game and the stuff they said about the combat is really cool. They talked about how it is designed to be a very methodical game, not one that you're button mashing a bunch. It's not trying to be God of war three. It's trying to be God of war four. So, I mean, again, I'm not saying that it sounds like it will be that game, but so I've seen a lot of like speculation and people talking about this more than more like on Twitter and stuff more than mm-hmm. I've like because I haven't heard anything of what they've actually said. Does it sound like it's more one-on-one fight focused instead of like fighting like hordes of joy? So they talked about the, the, the place they talked about it most extensively was they talked about this, this purge trooper, which is like a new kind of enemy type enemy sort of stormtrooper that they made up for this game. And it's like a a stormtrooper that has a, a, a like double, like a staff, with like mm-hmm. energy batons at either end. So you would assume that like, that's your, you know, you fight them with a lightsaber and they can block it and stuff. And so when they were talking about that enemy type, they said that that was the first enemy that they rigged with AI and um, that they built them to be enemies that you fight one-on-one. And they said that like, at first they had to tweak it because at first when you it died in one hit and it was really easy to kill them. And they were only dangerous if you had to fight like 12 of them. And there may be encounters like that, but our focus is on making the fights much more Mm. intimate and like, and, and that you have to think about them more than just like button mash through them. So, I mean, it sounds kind of like it's a, it sounds like they're going for a more, Like um, sounds like a game I've been playing actually. Uh, well, right, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. I, the, the Dark Souls comparison there, that from what they were saying, is very easy and kind of maybe boring to Dark Souls. I'm talking from about the software. Surge. From software video games, the um, Surge baby. Oh, okay, <laughs> sure. But Souls style stuff. It sounds a little bit like that. It sounds more like it's. To be honest, it sounded kind of like the way that fights work in like Assassin's Creed Origins, um, Mm -hmm. where there's an emphasis on one on one combat and then it opens up into more. What I would love for it to be like is like The Witcher 1, where you're switching combat styles based on how what type of enemy you're fighting. But I don't think it's going to be like, oh, like uh, Neo or Devil May Cry. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, They did imply that like you'll upgrade the lightsaber over the course of the game and that you have a droid that you'll upgrade. My favorite funny moment of the panel was. They showed this new droid, which is cool looking. I don't know. It's not as good as the droid from the episode nine trailer, but he's cool. Uh, uh, there's a droid called Dio from the episode I, nine I, I, I watched it. I don't remember the oh, droid. Dio's great. Watch it again, I guess. Dio's great. Uh, they brought him out on stage at the episode nine panel too. But anyway, uh, the, the, <laughs> they were talking about the droid and they were like, the droid is a companion. Uh, the droid has powerful abilities that'll assist you that you over, over time that you'll upgrade such as a flashlight. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Damn, they're already beating spotlight, but still, I was just like, oh, hmm. well, it starts off as a flashlight and then it becomes a spotlight that can track and then it becomes a tracking spotlight. I, so that way, I, when wow. you do your musical numbers, it just it follows along. I'm it's sure beautiful. the droid's going to be really cool. I don't I don't mean that as like an actual drag, it's but it was funny when they said like a flashlight, a spotlight. 
Hey, they're just aiming to beat out. Doom 3, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Tape mod on the... <laughs> yeah, that, on the droid. That game looks exciting. I hope that it does well. I also hope that Disney sort of redistributes the license a little more um, so that more studios have a chance to, to, to work on games. Um, Cause yeah. I wonder what studio yeah, would be better. Like, I mean, most studios, but I wonder which one would be the, the most interesting. Well, I mean, I think respawn is one of the, the studios I would want above most to make a game. But in terms of like, I just don't think any publisher should have a monopoly over that license yeah. because it's such a huge, vast license like for example the the studio that makes uh the rebel galaxy games um mm-hmm. they floated a concept tie fighter well no it was more like a smuggler like you're mm-hmm. you're you're han solo and you're like doing like freelancer style stuff Trindar. yeah that sounded yeah. so cool and the video they produced of it of proof of concept looked awesome and i would love to just see more studios mm-hmm. like that that are willing to work on nichier stuff kind of develop yeah. games for the franchise uh how about this the PUBG, x star wars the pubg corporation <laughs> makes the star wars no. game. and you could have harley quinn and the star wars running around together the joker but, and the star wars i mean that as silly as that God. is like at the same time i don't have a problem with the notion of like stormtrooper skins in Fortnite or something like you know i just think it yeah. feels like they could spread the ip around in a way that would allow for big money-making machines to make their thing that is hit or miss yeah. but then also allow smaller studios a shot at I, doing something cool uh, hmm. i can't hmm. i like hmm I guess because <laughs> they did the Thanos thing in Fortnite, right? So, right. Like, oh yeah, that's true. It, it, they could do like a like a Kylo Ren or like a Darth Vader, Darth Vader thing. But like, I wonder if EA have any exclusive license to the Star Wars like game stuff. Like, makes that not a possibility, even though it's not a Star Wars game. Just like I think that's the case. Character. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, the, no one, no one company should have all that Star Wars. Yeah that's kind of how i feel it's interesting actually i hadn't thought about it until just now and it's all clicking in my head so that star wars vader immortal thing mm-hmm. actually looks very cool i, I enjoyed the vr thing yeah i enjoyed the trailer for that a lot um does that also respawn no okay it's uh, actually being made at, at ilm x lab okay. ilm experience lab with in in conjunction with oculus okay. um so I watching the trailer, I was like, it's weird that they don't just call this a game because it's clearly like, it looks like a VR game. Like you're, you're like, you have the controllers and you're like touching stuff and you're pushing the, the, the throttle forward on a ship. They keep calling it a VR series. Like it's like a TV show. Mm-hmm. It's probably because if they called it a game, then they'd be screwed. Right. Cause EA mm-hmm. gets to make the games. They, maybe. Maybe. That's true. But uh, if it's coming out of ILM, you know, it, who knows? Uh, like, it, it could be an interactive 
the interactive experience that's not really well, right but yeah which is what it looks like but it's sort of splitting hairs at that point right like it's, it's a vr walking simulator yeah in star wars universe where you play as darth vader i don't think you have like an inventory or anything mm-hmm. you actually are not darth vader it looks kind of no. scary because no. you're in darth vader's castle but you're castle oh. is darth, darth vader has yeah. a castle yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, you see Rogue one he's got a castle uh, yeah it's not he's got a big castle. lava castle yeah lava castle who's got it's a better lava castle. Off. who's got a better lava castle uh bowser or darth vader darth vader alex well uh, alex i haven't seen the castle so i mean yeah. i've seen rogue one i just don't remember the castle yeah, 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 yeah. There's like a whole big thing. It's like on the big Gustav planet, and he's he's there. Uh, yeah, that's okay. He meditates well, there and stuff. Yep. Uh, it's not great. The the lava is not great for his asthma. Uh, I would think the mask filters all that stuff out, right? Uh, but, you know, you'd think so. But he's got to have an air purifier. He's got to change that purifier like every hour there, though. Man, uh, air conditioning on that must be a bitch. It's, it's all in the it's all in the suit. <laughs> uh, man. Anyways, okay. yeah. Uh, so, video games, uh, real ones that are out that you can play. Well, should um, we? I mean, we already talked about that. Should we talk about the other unreleased video game we were going to touch on? Uh, Borderlands Three. Yeah. Uh, I sure. I played that. I don't know. I played some of the. So yeah, I played some of the enhanced Borderlands One the other day. Yeah. Uh, that they and like. Did it run at like seven frames per second, like that trailer? Uh, no, it ran at like 144 frames. <laughs> but also, I don't have a 144 hertz monitor, so I had to turn on VSync because there was screen tearing. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it ran well. Uh, it's just yeah, that was like oh yep, this is that same Borderlands from ten years ago, and I'm just kind of bouncing around. Oh, God, is it really ten years? Oh yeah, uh, something like that, isn't it? Close. To oh yeah. Weird. <laughs> but and uh, like it's, I don't know. Like it's, yeah. It feels pretty much the same. And like the early game stuff in Borderlands isn't great. Yeah. No. Uh, it, it, it's very very MMO. Like it's nice in that like you're just you're in the world and like, as opposed to like an Anthem or a destiny, uh, where you have to like, okay, I go to like, I go to the tower and I get my missions and I go out and like, they change that a little bit in destiny too, but it's, it's basically, you do have to do a lot of the running back, but it's more like a wow where you're just like, okay, I killed my four thing. That's not how to run back. I go back and kill another five things and you know, stuff like that. But yeah, I, I played some borderlands two a couple weeks ago and um i'm gonna play more of it when the 4k patch comes out for xbox it might be out now i'm not sure um it, it wasn't when i reinstalled it or when i installed it started playing and i kind of maintained like i the writing was less grating for me this time mm-hmm. around at the time when i tried to play borderlands 2 when it came out on pc i just like found the writing to be like detestable i um, a fan of butt stallion uh, to be honest with you, I don't know what clicked in my head, but some of the claptrap writing made me laugh quite a bit in Borderlands, the early parts of Borderlands 2. I don't know how why that is, because if you put clap it on trap, paper... Claptrap's birthday party is a pretty good mission. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it, there was some stuff, there's some stuff he says early on that, like, I mm-hmm. genu- genuinely was, like, 
kind of laughing kind of hard at uh and your ability and, to walk in a straight line without dying will be yeah that kind of stuff i found pretty funny in the moment i don't know if i was just in the right mood for it or what um but i still i don't know i need to play put some more time into it with 4k stuff to try some of the later weapons i still think that like the shooting in that game is just not good like it just didn't feel that good to me it was very like yes i'm pointing my like camera at a thing and i pull the trigger and it sure does make a light flash and then the bar goes down but it didn't feel like i was like playing a shooter it felt like i was like pointing at things and then stuff like there was no feedback didn't feel like so i don't know i need to play i need to play some more of it i didn't have a bad time because i thought the writing was kind of funny and like seeing the different effects that were popping up had a certain value to it so like it wasn't, I wouldn't say I thought it was as bad as it wasn't as repulsive as I remember it being in the past for me, but I still, I don't know. I hope that they may give the game more weight in when borderlands three happens. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I hope it's definitely a newer, I guess an evolution of that experience. What's uh, the, yeah. Sorry. No, please. I was going to say, what's the, what's the most recent borderlands product? Is it the moon one? Tales from the Borderlands, yeah, okay. which is apparently good. There and like there was the pre sequel, but that was uh, not well received. They had like oxygen stuff on them, like so when you're out on like the surface of the moon, you needed oxygen, and then like you could get yeah. oxygen maybe by killing enemies, but they also you were like on a limited time, and as you went through the game, you could increase your oxygen meter and stuff like that. But that's, and that's, just, that's just not fun. That's an entire game that's an underwater level. <laughs> It seems yep. like people who like Borderlands liked it okay. It or like 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 big Borderlands fans and more like the press didn't like it cuz like yeah. I was looking at people talk about it and people seem to be positive on it. It's just that like when you listen to like podcasts and game yeah. personalities talk about it they didn't like it as much so I don't know. I'm actually going to if I do get through Borderlands 2 I probably will pop that in and give it a try. I, w- I would consider it, but also there's so much like having not had internet for like a month and a half. They're like there were a lot. Oh, of you got a lot to keep it in. Yeah, 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 I got I got like Devil May Cry to catch up on, uh, and no, I, I I would not like and stuff like that. But yeah, I want to play the occupation also. I, I also I don't want to play too much. Uh, I don't want to play too much Borderlands before Borderlands Three comes out, so I don't like burn out on it. I played a lot of Borderlands 2. Let's see. I've got 134 hours uh, as of, I guess, last. So I bought it December 27th, 2012, and I got 134 hours in it. Um, And that was like basically all in a year. Hmm. Uh, And yeah, so I played all the DLC. um, So do you think. Borderlands three doesn't have Anthony Birch attached to it, right? Who? Uh, he was know. the one. He's the one who wrote Borderlands two and also wrote Tales from oh. the Borderlands. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I thought I remembered seeing that he's not attached to it anymore. So I don't know if that's a positive thing or a negative thing. Honestly, they tried to get, they tried to get Troy Baker back apparently, and he's like, nah. So <laughs> I I don't know what's up with that. He's he's too big for it now. Uh, was he I, I assume he's handsome jack right maybe i, I don't know i've never played a borderlands game so i actually have <laughs> i'm not a great resource for this <laughs> I, I honestly i never notice troy baker in a game like he's not like nolan north where i'm just like there he is 
Troy Baker's got some range, man. No, it wasn't. He didn't voice Handsome Jack. So I don't know. I think he was. No, he was someone in Tales from the Borderlands. I think. Oh. <laughs> Could yeah, be that I'm they just didn't yeah, want to pay he, for him either. He was the Atlas CEO Reese. Uh, what? That's probably fine. Uh, is Handsome Weird. Jack as awful as I've heard people talk but, about? Uh, I mean, he he is kind of like the internet meme. Like him and Claptrap are kind of like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't like. He's mean like GLaDOS, but he's not like. It's not like clever. Yeah, I guess like he's just kind of angry and yells a lot and says weird stuff like, yeah, buy a pony and name it butt stallion. Imagine if like the elusive man like was on 4chan all the time. Yeah. Oh God. No. (laughs) Pretty much like that. (laughs) Wow. Kinda. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I was going to say it sounds kind of like, what everybody expected friggin' uh bullet storm to be like all the time. Sure. Yeah. There's a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, bullet storm's like a lot bad. more like sweary and like, or like cursy. Swear. You take that back. Do not, do not sully that man. <laughs> uh, he should be in prison anyway for his. Yeah. For the controls. Yeah. Uh, and yet it, so, he still makes games with controls <laughs> and bullet storm. What? Not Bulletstorm? What are you fucking kidding? Are you gonna tell me that Bulletstorm control is fine? Worst controls. No, I'm kidding. I just wanted to say Bulletstorm's bad because it is. It's fine. Like, like I'm not gonna say it's like the best game ever, but like, damn. Let's try this. Bulletstorm isn't as good as a single sweary game. <laughs> uh, uh, we're taking the product as a whole, then sure yeah we're taking the product as a whole the problem with border with with, with bullstorm is not the controls you're right that's it's pretty good and dumb same time as borderlands 2 not like super far off because uh, i played them around similar times i would suggest you go back and revisit bulletstorm pat mm. Since you've revisited Borderlands 2, that mm. game's pretty all right. I have a, yeah. I have a, uh, I have a, uh, uh, I don't play games with Duke Nukem in them. Yeah, I was going to say. Play. Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> <is>. <laughs> Not in 2019, I don't. Uh, anyways, Borderlands 3 is probably going to be fine. Uh, man, I tried so long ago to pivot into like what we've actually been playing. <laughs> How about this, Andre? Yeah. We haven't heard from you in like seven years. What have you been playing? Yeah, I played so much Resident Evil 2. Oh my god, you did. So did you much. get tofu? I got, dude, I got like six tofus. <laughs> Actually, I think it's like five. Yeah, I think there are five tofus. Or like, you know, various rice cake adjacent uh, characters. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I didn't either. I knew there were three. So I, I watched someone do like a run with tofu on YouTube, uh, Bok Bok Soup. I think it's Bok Bok Soup. Uh, he's a Resident Evil speedrunner. I watched him do the tofu run. And after you beat the tofu run, minor spoilers for like a side mode, you unlock two more. Uh, you unlock uh, you unlock a mochi cake and <laughs> cognac. What? And cognac. Cognac is You're just a bottle. 
No, no. So it's not alcohol. It's spelled the K O N J A. Cognac is like a root of some vegetable, and it's I don't like it. It's like jelly ish or like kind of like a thick jello. I don't like it. Anyway, so you unlock this character. They all speak in like really crazy Japanese voices. That's and my, good. My girlfriend Wait, like, revealed to me that they speak in Kansai Ben, which is the uh, like dialect for the area I live in. Huh. And so she, like, educational. Everything Wait. they say is like extremely thick Kansai accent. <laughs> That's amazing. But wait, sorry. Is this even in the English? Like, oh, yeah. The yeah English yeah. version? They're still speaking just Japanese? Japanese. No <laughs> subtitles. <laughs> even better. And I asked my girlfriend, I was like, what are they saying? She's like, I have no idea. <laughs> my girlfriend is Japanese and speaks Japanese and is from Kansai. So, yeah. Uh, but it's just, yeah, they're, it's very funny. And they all have like, like some of the voices are like super high and like, or like and you know stuff like like they arrange a whole and then each each one has like a different set of items so like i think oh what does tofu have uh one of uh, i can't remember what tofu has tofu just kind of has like a standard loadout kind of i think or no tofu maybe tofu is just all knives Tofu's entire inventory might just be knives. That's very good. Like he has like twenty knives, and then yeah. like mo- the mochi guy has like thirty grenades, and like Beautiful. you know stuff like that. And so the ch- and like that that uh, is just like a straight like linear path, and for every character it's the same that mode. And every time you do it, so basically it's just like a time trial to see how fast you can get through. And so when you've got only knives, you have to rely basically on, okay, I need to get grabbed from the front and use the counterattack to stab this zombie. And then I've got like half a second of invincibility so I can run past this other guy. So it's pretty interesting uh, and fun to like test your abilities and like knowledge of how like the AI works and, um, you know, getting around people and like, when you have weapons, when you have guns and stuff, like uh, using your ammo in a conservative way to like, okay, if I shoot this guy in the knee, then I can run around instead of like having to take a bunch of shots to try and down every single enemy. Sure. So that's fun. Uh, if you're was, playing as like tofu or mochi or cognac, yeah. are there specific animations for if you like a zombie chows down on you? Uh, yes, actually they do lose bits of themselves. So like they will be like, cause as a big, they're just a square hunk of tofu with like a beret on and they will lose. <laughs> they lose. Yeah. What if Capcom just made a game about that? That's what I really want to play. <laughs> like just make a spinoff resident evil game where you just play as food items and yeah. you get eaten. That sounds really good. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so like when you get bit by this, usually you can get bit like twice and then the third bite you're dead, um, is usually how it goes. Sometimes you'll get lucky and like the bite won't actually take off a bar of health or whatever. Sure. But, um, yeah. So as you get bit, like little bits of tofu will come off. Uh, and so you just, you have like bite marks out of you, but they're like rather large in comparison to how large this, uh, tofu is, uh, so and like it jiggles when you walk like you know they jiggle when they walk (laughs) it's like really silly uh 
it's and like you know there's no arms so like the knives are just kind of like on the like on the side and then like it twists and like stabs a knife into the neck of a zombie i wonder how many development resources went into making these because well there are like literally there are like five or six of them and like you know that's just like a a palette swap but you know they had to make they had to do voices they had to but i don't know if they just like had one person do like a bunch of voices or like multiple characters i didn't look in the credits uh that's so that's such a smart way though to add like extra content to the game with that's like effort but not all not like a massive degree of effort each one is it's like a palette swap and then an inventory swap yeah and you're just playing through the same level uh and like tofu is part of like a resident evil 2 canon like you know in the yeah the grand sense as in in the original resident evil 2 tofu was an unlockable character right right along with hunk uh and so to get tofu in the remake you have to beat the game and then beat hunk's scenario and then you can yeah tofu and then if you beat tofus then you get cognac and mochi and then if you beat mochi or cognacs then you get the last two sure and like so people didn't know that the other four were in the game basically that's really good yeah uh so yeah resident evil 2 is an incredible game everyone should play it uh it's like i have like i wish they had done more with it uh like because the the a and b playthroughs are pretty similar like there's like some remixed item placement and like different like puzzles have different solutions but aside from that it's basically the same after you get into the like aside from the very beginning of the uh of like the scenario sure so that's like the big thing where i'm like disappointed i guess about it so i wish i wish they had actually because they have like so many more resources now than they did back and like the possibilities are much yeah. greater than they were on like a ps2 game sure. or ps1 game uh and so if they had you know been a little more ambitious with that i would have like this game would be like game of the year easy for me but uh this is, there's room for something else to you know sneak in there and take that place and sure you know, i hope something blows me like it gives me as much joy as playing that game did i you know i tried my hand at speed running but on ps4 like you can't make use of some of the strategies so like your times are not going to be as good so i was around two hours about you know give or take a couple minutes uh that's still pretty good yeah uh but like you know the like the best people are getting around an hour on pc sure yeah but yeah does that game have any room for dlc that you can see uh i mean sure every every game does and like they added they did do some dlc um but it's not like story stuff it's like the last survivor it's like what if alternate scenarios um Mm -hmm. like there's like one of them is like the mayor's daughter is kidnapped by the chief uh, chief of police and at some point in the game you see this girl's body on a table uh but so this is what if she didn't get killed and so you're playing as her and you're escaping and you're going to find her boyfriend and then her name is her name is ashley and you get her to jump in dumpsters uh, actually you do unlock like customizable you unlock like accessories or stuff i guess mm-hmm. and one of them like you know you're unlocking heads to 
to like put on these characters so you can unlock a unicorn head or like a tiger mask or something okay. like that and you just run around and shoot zombies while you're wearing a giant like unicorn head it's it's real goofy and like some of them so will give you give you like bonuses like infinite ammo capcom, yeah when did capcom get good again like uh, they were bad for several when years when did resident evil 7 come out uh, 2017 yeah uh, that, like yeah basically i think probably had something good before that but yeah like it's the resident evil stuff they're yeah everything they've been doing lately is just like beautiful yeah i i mean they haven't put out a bad game since street fighter, street fighter five, five and i mean even then that the gameplay in that was fine it wasn't like yeah it, it was just that yeah. the package was bad yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, like, man, street monster hunter was great yeah resident evil's great that my cry is great there's there are now like multiple resident evil games in if you count <laughs> the remakes that are great because like yeah. that resident evil one remake remake or port or whatever well, was really yeah, good that, uh, yeah but that that was made oh but it's still a thing they put out over a decade ago that, that uh, what no about no in- i mean the port they came out with a couple years ago they reported it and no and- i know i know i know but yeah like you know they're they didn't make like like that was made like you know over a decade ago yeah yeah and one could one one sorry one could argue uh mvc infinite wasn't great but yeah that's true, that's true. yeah but yeah uh cool they, yeah uh on the non-fighting game front, they're killing it. I just wait for beautiful Joe to come back. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so the thing that I am nervous about is there is a rumor that Resident Evil Three remake is actually mm-hmm. further along than people are expecting, mm-hmm. than people might think. But it's not being developed in house by like the team that did mm. the Resident Evil Two remake or Resident Evil Seven. And Resident Evil Seven or Resident Evil Eight is also getting worked on, but it's probably like a like a next gen title. Uh, so if yeah, I'm like I'm a little nervous about that. Uh, they and like they incorporated. I'm trying to remember. I can't. I I played Seven last year, and I can't. There are things about it I can't remember. Like Gunpowder. I think Gunpowder was in it. Maybe not. But Gunpowder was a big part of Three, and that's yeah. like also. Uh, and they incorporated that into two um, in the remake, and it works pretty well. Um, so I don't know. We'll, I, we'll see. With I could see Nemesis making a good comeback, like especially given the success of games like Amnesia and Soma and stuff. Ever I mean, since. Mr. X, so were, yeah. he worked well enough. There, like there are some issues, um, but yeah. I think the PC modding community might take care of some of those like getting rid of the safe room stuff where like you can walk into a room and open a door and he'll just like walk into the doorway but he can't get into the room so sure. you just gotta stare at him yeah but like nemesis was the big thing about resident evil 3 wasn't yeah. it yeah so yeah. yeah and like deciding oh am i gonna fight him or am i gonna hurt him away and stuff and like that stars so they, and then you just yeah. off fuck it's interesting to me that that there's another studio doing i mean they can obviously share work and whatever but yeah. it almost it seemed like mr x was like sort of a prototype nemesis for kind of next game I, he would i mean he was i i had never actually done the b scenarios in resident evil 2 on the oh, he was in it he was yeah he was in that oh okay but he wasn't in the main like the original playthrough so right. i didn't know him until then uh, until i played this game interesting yeah uh and he wasn't he wasn't as like 
much of a yeah so since he wasn't in the main scenario he wasn't as much of a story thing i guess but yeah um so yeah that's that uh anyone else want to talk about anything else they played well i know you've been playing a puzzle game I, that you got hella stuck on uh baba is a dumb bitch <laughs> <laughs> i would play uh, that mod <laughs> there someone someone tweeted out like something like baba is you being so hard as exclusionary to dumb bitches like me and like i relate to that uh and that but and then they like made a thing it's like it's like baba is you baba is and then a square that says bimbo and you have to push bimbo into baba is bimbo to win uh so uh, yeah uh baba is you is a puzzle game for the nintendo switch and pc the steam steam i assume i don't know yeah i think it's pretty pretty much everywhere yeah Yeah. (laughs) i've been i've been playing on the the switch uh that's it's when you get stuff right in baba is you you feel so smart and when you can't you're just like what am i doing wrong uh so baba is you for those who don't know is a game where there are statements statements that make up the rules spread out through the level kind of so yeah baba is you is a statement made up of three blocks baba is and you uh, and then that means that the player, you, are controlling Baba around the level. Baba is a uh, dog. But I have not seen a dog. Baba is a sheep, as far as I can tell. Oh, I thought you said dog. Baba. I mean, come on. Like, what noise do sheep make? <laughs> bah. So that seems, it seems like a child was like, oh, look at the Baba. And then told their parent, like, Baba is you. And then they're like, game idea. I'll make my my kid feel so stupid with this incredible game that I've made. Uh, And so, uh, so you as Baba are navigating around the level, trying to reach a, whatever the wind condition is, which for example, might be flag is win, which is another three boxes. So you step on the flag, you win, you know? Okay. So that's then uh, you can, push these uh boxes around so you could make it baba is you and then take from flag is you or flag is win push is down below baba so then you've got baba is in two directions to the right and going up and down you're going down and then push win under baba is win and then suddenly you win because baba is now you and win uh is this all making sense you've all probably heard about this yeah yeah. uh so yeah it's like just hearing about it is it's very difficult to describe uh but so you've got tons of you've got tons of conditions like wall is stop Mm -hmm. uh and then so if you can get stop off of the wall is or wall off of that statement and then suddenly you can walk through walls right uh you know and the game kind of progressively uh introduces new rules and stuff uh which is you know ideally how a puzzle game would do it but sometimes it's just it feels like impossible uh and uh like the worlds kind of unlock levels in a not quite linear fashion like you'll unlock one level 
after you beat it, then it'll unlock like two, but the one will be like, okay, here's level two and here's level like seven. Hmm. Why? Uh, so, you know, and then you kind of keep going from there. And sometimes it's for me, it's been easier to solve level seven than it is to solve level two. And so like, I don't know if I'm just like not learning the lesson it's trying to teach me or what, I don't know, man. It's so difficult sometimes. And like some of the levels, there's not that much you can do, but I still can't figure it out. There's like only so many options for where you can push stuff. This is no, in no way a commentary about us talking about it. So don't take it that way. But I feel like I heard it. This game suffered for me from a, like everyone talking about it. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. I, I think I, I think I understand what the game is trying to say and do, and I don't really need to go down this road. Like it, I don't know. It was like, it was very much like at first I was like, Oh, maybe I should play that. It sounds like it's really innovative and interesting. And it still does. It still yeah. sounds like it's a great thing that, that they made, but I also, I'm kind of like, uh, okay. I, maybe I would just actually learn to spend some time working on like learning to program better or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, like that was it. In a way, it is like kind of like a programming esque puzzle because yeah. you're making all these statements, right. uh, but it, it's yeah, figuring out yeah conditionals and like you you know because then you start getting things like and statements and right is, and like the way you're building state is just oh my god it just sounds like a game that is incredibly clever but very frustrating to play when you can't figure the thing out and i don't know if i have room for that yeah no that i think that's totally fair uh, i have not come back to it in a little bit i haven't had i've been able to play other stuff um so i haven't needed it but like for 15 bucks it's not like a no no huge ask and for people so you know it's of if, course uh, funny for me to say that considering that my game of the year last year was return of the Oberdin, which is like yeah also a game that is very frustrating when you hit walls so i definitely yeah. see irony in that and i'm not encouraging other people to not play it by any yeah game. no yeah, yeah yeah it's uh yeah but like i could like I could understand the logic of Oberdin, how it was, how it wanted me to, you know, logic stuff out. Whereas with this, sometimes I'm just like, I don't understand yeah. what he's trying to teach me. And I think that's what is a turnoff for me from what I've seen is that I really enjoy adventure, puzzle, mystery, whatever you want to call it, games that have like that, that where the answer is there if you follow a path logically. And because I don't think like a programmer, a programmer may say, well, Baba is you is totally that. But because I don't think like a programmer, it sounds like it wouldn't, I wouldn't have that same experience from it. Yeah. Have you guys ever played like programming, programming E kind of puzzle games like Shenzhen or human resource machine or like not really TIS no. or whatever? Yeah. They're, no. they're interesting. And yeah, they do require kind of a different yeah. uh, way you approach them, especially games yeah. like Shenzhen where it's straight up actual programming. But it sounds like if you want the thing that Baba is you is, it's about as good as anyone has ever made one of those before. So and approachable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it starts off very it starts off very easy, <laughs> but it quickly becomes. What am I doing? The, what the, the struggle that I run into with games like that is like I often I once I start a puzzle, I can't put it. Mm-hmm 
like I can't really feel comfortable and like emotionally until I've solved it, you know, oh, like yeah. nope, that's not. And so like having to quit in the middle of a puzzle would be really chill, like really not good for me. Cause like I play a lot of puzzle games before bed, right? Like mm-hmm. to like, which is maybe the absolute wrong time to play puzzle games, but I, I play like tents and trees and, and stuff like that before I go to sleep. And it's really relaxing to knock a few of them out, but like, I can't in the middle of a puzzle stop playing. Um, um and yeah. when something, when something forces me to stop, I then lay there like thinking about the puzzle and not being able to go to sleep. And so I can hmm. see that being frustrating. Yeah. For me, I totally have the, okay, I'm just, I'm going to put I'm I'm done. I've exhausted like my brain energy for this moment and I could put it down. And then maybe 10 minutes later, I'll have like a breakthrough where I'll just, sure. Oh my God. And then I can go back to it or whatever. Um, but, or I can sleep on it and you know, whatever works for me and come back to it when I'm ready. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, if you, if you can't, to, to handle like letting stuff sit like that, then maybe uh, this is not for you. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I might try it at some point, but uh, let's see. The other game I've been playing is a game that I've actually had to step away from for a few moments, uh, you know, half an hour, an hour, eat something, come back, and then knock it out is uh, Sekiro. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice from yeah. Soft's newest game. Uh, that game's real good. Uh, I am at the final boss, I believe. Which I heard uh, is a motherfucker. Uh, your audio just got really yeah, you got really robot-y for a second there. Oh, probably. No, yeah, maybe. Uh, you're like cutting out and chopping and yeah. choppy all at the same time. <laughs> really weird. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So yeah, the last boss is a motherfucker. Uh, I don't, I, I know this is a terrible thing to say. The game's been out for like three weeks or whatever, but I'm still relatively early on. So I, yeah, no, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything to other than, yo, that last boss is a motherfucker. Yeah. (laughs) It is one of the few times where I've gone, maybe I'm not going to beat this game. (laughs) (laughs) Like sounds like me with Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Like so <laughs> there <laughs> are one of these two games is good. Uh, yeah. Um Game Boy Advanced version of Chain of Memory is pretty good in my opinion. But uh anyway. Yeah, Sekiro Sekiro is uh so it's from soft game, which means brutally hard combat. Uh exploration around the world the exploration in this is not as important as it has been in previous from games because you were not finding new you're finding like new like side weapons or like mm-hmm. prosthetics attached attached right, right. prosthetic arm like a spear or an axe but your main weapon is always the same katana that you've had that you get from the beginning of the game uh, and you, uh, get, after you beat bosses, you get the ability to increase your attack power. After you beat like a few side mini bosses or whatever, you'll get prayer beads, which you can use to increase your health and your, uh, stamina or your posture meter. So it's harder for enemies to put you into a kill state. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that's 
kind of like the, the, the base level, like, okay, here's what you do. Uh, or, you know, for like stat increases and stuff. Uh, then where it differs from like a dark souls is you're not, you're trying to parry as many attacks as you possibly can. Like if you play like a dex build in dark souls, you're probably going to parry more than, but I never play dex builds in dark souls cause I'm bad and I can't parry. But after playing this, it makes me want to try parrying more um, because that's what you have to do in Sekiro is you have to parry a lot often uh, quickly. And it, uh, yeah. So as you parry in these fights, you build up a, or as you deal damage and as you parry, you build up a posture meter for the enemies and the posture meter, once that fills up, they get into like a kill state where you stab them with your sword and then they die. Or if they're a boss, usually they have like a second state that they go through or whatever. Right. Um, second form. <clears throat> and sometimes that entails like them getting all new abilities, which is like, well, how could you? You like, especially when like you're early on and you're first trying, you're like, oh yeah, okay, I finally figured out how to deal with all their stuff in their first form. <laughs> And all right, I made it through, didn't get hit much. And then they unleash like three new abilities on you in the next fight. And you're like, oh, my health, it's gone. <laughs> uh, which is the worst. Apart um, from that, does it seem pretty fair? Uh, yeah, I think it's it's pretty fair. Like, it's a, definitely a thing where you don't want to be fighting a lot of enemies at once. Um, in the Souls games, usually you can get around, but like, oh, I have like, a, I have a big weapon, so I can do like a big sweeping attack and it'll take out a lot of enemies at once. You get some like combat arts that will like, Oh, this one's like a spinning thing that lets me hit twice. And like that helps a little bit, but if you're getting surrounded, you're kind of in a bad spot. So you're trying to like stealth around and like uh, backstab people, take them out and then maybe go for like the mini boss or whatever is in the area you're in. Um, so the stealth is pretty good. Um, like, you know, uh, you get abilities as like abilities as you go through that increase your stealthiness. Uh, so I can be like, Oh, well from far away, this guy can see me. But if I come back to this area later after I've gotten, uh, an ability that's make, makes me harder to see, then I can like, Oh, now I can jump over here and get around because for whatever reason, I'm more stealthy now. It's definitely like, I, it's interesting how like the shortcut, nature of dark souls mm -hmm. changes a lot in Sekiro because a lot of it is so much about like what you where you can push on the boundaries of the stealth mechanics and like yeah. at what there's even like i'm i've just mostly been in hinata estate recently mm -hmm. with the yuzo the drunken whatever yeah. his name is still so super early on but there's parts where it's like oh well actually i can aggro these enemies and then run away mm -hmm. and i can get to a safe point where they will run back to their Mm -hmm. points and I won't be far enough in to aggro another set of enemies. So I can actually just not fight them. Even though I don't have like a way around them, I can avoid the battle with them and still go forward to the mini boss, you know, without having to clear them out. So yeah. it's interesting the way that stuff like that is thought of and seems very deliberate. Yeah. Uh, and also you, the grappling hook mechanic gives the levels like a lot more verticality than a mm -hmm. game. Like you get like some verticality in like, Oh, say like the library in, uh, dark souls one, but 
like as you're able to like jump up and across and all around on these levels, it makes for really dynamic uh, and interesting like level design and also like allows you to like bypass certain encounters or like find your way around and then behind certain groups of enemies. Like the part Pat was at, like I was having trouble with that fight. And then I, I looked around a bit. I was like, Oh, Hey, I can, if I come over here and I can take out these people and like stealth my right. way around. A bit. Yeah. I actually know how to kill him. I just haven't gone back oh, and yeah. actually done it. Oh yeah. No, uh, it's by even when you know how to do this stuff, it's, yeah. it's like executing on it can still be hard. Like I've, I I've had plenty of fights where I'm like, I know exactly what I need to do. I just can't do it. To be honest with you, I think the one thing that I'm finding, and obviously I need to play it more because I'm yeah. not that far, but the thing I'm finding that I like less than the other FromSoft games that I've played, and I should be clear, I haven't finished a FromSoft game because usually I hit a point and not that far in most of the time. And I kind of, mm-hmm. but like the thing that is making me, I'm not going to go back and play any of the souls games or bloodborne mm-hmm. until I get through Sekiro, at least until I decide I can't get yeah. further. But, um, the, the, the weirdness of the lore in those other games is a lot more propulsive to me mm-hmm. than what I have seen so far narratively in Sekiro. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not to say that it's bad at mm-hmm. all, it just feels less um, and I haven't gotten much into the like supernatural stuff. So maybe when yeah. I start hitting that, it'll be more interesting, but it's felt very so. much like less propulsive to me than the other mm-hmm. games from that perspective, which is funny because like the narrative is much more exactly. In the yeah. Story. Right. Um, but I, I think it does get a little more interesting and somewhat more unsettling because it's more based in like a real world. That's cool. Um, at least, you know, like at least there's one thing where I'm like, okay, this is like extra, like messed up. But, uh, I think like a good example of it is like, um, the gaping dragon in the first dark souls. When I first encountered that, I was like, I want to know more about this thing Mm -hmm. because it's so wild. And I want to know more about the world it inhabits because it's so wild. Whereas with Sekiro so far, I've seen a couple of the like giant people, but so far it's very much been like, this is good. And it seems like there's an interesting story going on here, but I'm not fascinated by the creatures I've run into. You'll get a lot more. And, and it's a lot better about actually telling you about that stuff as opposed to like making go to a wiki (laughs) find it or whatever. That Uh, makes sense. So you can, and like, there's still, you can go to the wiki and find out a lot more, but it's pretty easy to like, find like a cool thing be like oh wow oh wow i read about th- i read about this cool thing and like you know got like a short little story that the game wanted to tell about it whether it's in like the boss memory or whatever and yeah then go and do this other stuff but that's yeah cool and i think um the gameplay part of it is, is is great i saw a really cool thing on twitter that someone broke down the um that if you 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 can put like a note highway like they overlaid a note highway as if from rock band over footage of a boss fight and and then put the block timing in like with the video of the thing and that was such a cool visualization of how rhythmic the combat in the game is um it was really really neat yeah and much like baba i'm too stupid uh to make use of that information and so i'm relying like entirely on just like visual like feedback which is great since i'm playing on pc and 
the game's locked at 60, uh, which is, you know, if I get more frames, that'd be great. But so, you know, 60 is perfectly fine. Um, you know, but, but more than fine, but, uh, and I can like super sample at more than 1440 P, which is like good on FromSoft for making a good port of their game. Uh, I haven't had, and also apparently they have PS4 prompts in the game, like coded into the game, but not like available. So you have to mod them to like make them accessible. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, but it's weird. yeah. Um, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is very good. And I would recommend people play it knowing full well that it is going to kick your ass. Um, and like, you know, it, accessibility conversation aside, like I, those games should have some options for people who cannot or do not want to deal with the, all the shenanigans. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a, yeah, I'm not a designer, but it seems like you could solve a lot of problems. If you just allowed the game to be played at a slower speed, you were just able to slow down with, with a press, like, Maybe yeah, I I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah, uh, from the people that I've talked to who um, who play games with disabilities, mm-hmm. a lot of time, a lot of it is that the timing windows are too tight mm-hmm. to be able yeah. to yeah. comfortably keep up with. Um, if you're using al- alternative controllers, yeah. or if you just by nature need to hold a controller differently, or whatever, so yeah, if they so- could just slow the pace of the game down a little bit. If you just had some kind of bullet time that you could turn yeah. on that seems yeah. like it would make the game far more accessible and it seems like, it yeah. Would be One of the things that's wild to me is they have, uh, so there are certain, there's like sweeping moves and stabbing moves and grab moves. And it happens so fast that I, I can't actually, I never notice because I'm just trying to react to what I see the character, like the enemy doing, but a kanji, which I, character will flash above your head and like red. So one colorblind stuff right there. Uh, two, it happens so fast that even as someone who like knows some Japanese and can like, you know, differentiate that stuff, I never notice what it is. I have never been able to tell what that is. So half the time, more than half, you know, 90% of the time I will do the wrong thing. Because I'm like, oh, a thing's happening. I'm just going to do either. I'm either going to dodge or I'm going to jump. And I'll guess wrong most of the time. Uh, and so that sucks. I wish there was a little bit better. But it's, yep. it's not impossible. To, it, like, you know, they make it possible to read that stuff. But like in the final boss fight I'm at, the area it is makes it hard to read some of those character movements. So that's kind of garbage. Um, but you know, that's, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, maybe I'll beat that game. Maybe I won't. I found a secret boss and that thing seems messed up too. <laughs> maybe, uh, God, your, yeah, your mic is still just not doing it for us. Yeah. So weird. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. Has anyone else been playing anything? I, I can't remember if I was playing anything else. Baba. I've played, I don't know. I could probably talk for four to five hours about the games I've played in the last oh, week. Boy. We're not going to, 
I've had a busy week playing a bunch of video games. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think because I did, this is what always happens to me because I like went really hard on, like I played two devil may cry games and two kingdom hearts games in the space of like a month. So, uh, I have spent the last, I'm still playing through kingdom hearts too and, you know, making progress, but I spent the last couple weeks, like bouncing around a ton between a bunch of different things. Um, cause that is kind of how I cope with <laughs> grinding out, uh, uh, games in quick succession. Um, but it's been fun. Um, I think, uh, I will briefly say there's a couple I can touch on pretty quickly. One is I am like fully engulfed in star Wars fever currently because of, you know, star Wars celebration is happening. And even in the lead up for some reason, like I just was like very, very, very keen to, to play a lot of star Wars stuff. Um, so I, the other night I was like, uh, really like not, couldn't figure out what I wanted to play. I didn't want to start another new video game um, because I've, I've all the other stuff that I'm trying to play. I didn't feel like playing any of the other, any of the stuff that I had, like that I was working through. So I reinstalled uh, the, the nineties classic um, X wing, the original X wing uh, from LucasArts. Uh, technically I'm playing the 1998 special edition because that is the, the steam actually gives you options between playing the CD version and the special edition. Um, I don't believe you can play the original DOS version through steam, but, um, but I'm playing the, the, the special edition. I actually just like, I fiddled around with some joy to key stuff. Um, I have a CH products, uh, fighter stick, which is, um, a really, really solid joystick. If you can handle, um, hall joysticks, which means it's not, uh, it doesn't sit on a ball joint. It like has four springs in it. Um, so it, it's they're called hallways because you like push the stick forward, you pull the stick back, you push the stick left and right. You can do diagonal movement, but it's like, it feels very much like there's four springs instead of a ball that it's sitting on. Um, which I like that kind of stick. Um, and it works great for X-Wing, surprisingly. I ended up just giving up on trying to joy to key stuff and instead just played with the default settings and had a blast. Um, that game is so good still. There's like no one has made a better mission-based space sim, in my opinion, than I mean, aside from like TIE Fighter, obviously, which I personally like Rebel ships more in Star Wars, so I lean towards X-Wing, but obviously TIE Fighter had a deeper narrative and like was improved in a lot of ways. Um, but those games are still like the gold standard in my opinion. Wing commander is good. Um, but the, 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 how quickly you go from, uh, booting the game up to having an understanding of its systems and being able to play it, even though it feels like you're playing something super simmy, it's just so cool. And I wish that someone had figured out how to replicate that. Like if you look at games like elite dangerous and star citizen, those games, are kind of going for a sort of similar like faux simulation realism, but like there's something just missing. It's just a bit off. Like even though like there's just a few too many systems or something, whereas with X-Wing it's just like power management, shield management and weapon management. And it all fits together so well. And it makes you feel like you've got your hands on the controls of the ship. Cause like I'm like hitting buttons on the keyboard to, pull shields around and stuff and and then like also doing the twitch shooting and uh it's it's very very cool um 
So I played it back then to death, but it's a fun game. I recommend that anyone who has an interest in space simulation, like you should, you should pick up it's on GOG and steam and stuff. It's, it's very easy to get it to run on windows 10 now. And it has, you can play with a controller or with a joystick. Uh, I highly recommend checking it out. Um, cause it's very cool. Uh, yeah. I think you've pl- you played it, right, Alex? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 My actual, my first one I played in the series was balance of power campaigns for X-Wing versus tie fighter. But then I went back and played everything. Um, when I was young, uh, have you ever played any of those, Andre? No, I yeah, I did not have a computer that would play it. Maybe I don't know. I, that makes sense. And also, I wasn't like a super like into Star Wars kid. Like, that makes I, sense. Yeah, I enjoyed it enough, but like for computer stuff, I was playing like you know Flash games or Shockwave games on CartoonNetwork.com. Yeah, no, and like ed- edutainment games, like uh, like a snoopy one and like there was one on a pirate ship uh let's see what else uh the one where you there's like a tonka tonka branded like oh you're gonna you're gonna build a road (laughs) it's kind of playing this is kind of making me want to um so i uh you can emulate gamecube games in 4k with dolphin emulator playing this is kind of making me want to emulate rogue squadron three and dolphin because i was like squadron three and get us all arrested Uh, i mean i own a copy of rogue squadron three so and i own a gamecube technically it's not in my current possession, but uh, my mother has my game. You're like, oh no, I'm going to pull it back. Rogue Squadron like, Three. Uh, make it worse. Anyway, Rogue Squadron Three is really, really good, and uh, and I would love to play that game again um, because I played it a lot on my GameCube and with my copy that I legally own. <laughs> but also, that's really true. That's not just me <laughs> saying that to not get in trouble. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the uh, the Star Wars ship games have been very good in the past. Uh, and uh, I played some of that and then immediately played some Battlefront 2 Starfighter battles afterwards. And like, it was great because like simultaneously I got the, I was like, man, no one has really done Star Wars space combat as well as LucasArts did then. But also like, man, Battlefront 2 Starfighter assault mode is really cool. And flying spaceships in Battlefront 2 is really good. It's not as good as X-Wing, but it's really good. Uh so yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I played that. Um, I played. I can also quickly knock out. Um, I played some totally accurate battle simulator. Ooh. I don't know if any, if either of you have had any time with that. No, I've just watched yeah. the Twitter account for that post. <laughs> various like jokey videos. Like here's 100 Iron Man versus like <laughs> 10 Hulk. That's a, it's a, it's a fun thing. It's, it's, it's silly. It's much more appealing to me than that ultimate epic battle simulator. I think is the other one that is kind of the same premise. Um, the, that one is much more sandbox. I mean, you can get very sandboxy with totally accurate battle simulator too, but there's like campaigns in it that are actually pretty puzzly and in a way that is fun. Uh, and the physics in it are really, really entertaining. It's, it's less about the other one. Ultimate epic battle simulator is more about like enemies colliding and then doing like health damage to each other and stuff. Whereas 
I'm sure totally up at battle simulator has some of that. They're totally accurate. Battle simulator has some of that math going on, but it's mostly like if someone gets clocked on the head, they die. It, it could be the club unit or like something way more powerful. It's more about like what armor they're wearing and what weapons they have. Um, and like their size, that's the kind of stuff that really sets the units apart. And it's really, really funny and really, really entertaining to play. Um, it seems like the kind of game that could get a little bit old. Like, I, I don't know how I, how much, I don't know that I would want to play these campaigns. Like, I don't know if I want to play a dozen of these campaigns, but it's really entertaining and I'm really excited for them to add more units. I kind of, I wouldn't say that the, that the content in the current early access release is too thin, but I'm also very excited for them to add more factions of units because like you can see them in the menu, what they're going to be. There's like a a star and like a a flintlock pistol and uh, I can't remember um, a halberd. So you can tell it's going to be like Napoleonics and like, ninjas and pirates and stuff. Uh, and that's all sounds very, very fun. There's just like, there's amazing units. Like there's a unit that is in a wheelbarrow and it like rockets around the battlefield. And, and like there's someone in the wheelbarrow throwing rocks and there's a unit that's like a a Viking longship, but it's, there's no water. So it's like a Viking longship being carried by like four dudes. And so it just, they like drop it on, people and it creates this big mess because it's like a pile of junk and people and this huge boat. So I don't know. It's, it's very, very fun and, um, a good quick hit of fun. Like right now in it, there's like probably like 50 or so scenarios between the two campaigns. And then there's a sandbox mode. There's a unit creator apparently coming, which sounds great. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's fun. Cause it's a very quick, like, you can, you'll open up a, a scenario and there'll be a bunch of enemies and you can say like, wow, I wonder what would happen if I just threw like 40 or if I just threw like six mammoths at this situation, woolly mammoths. And you'll probably, and you, even if you know you're going to lose and that's not going to do it, there's a very quick, like, okay, I saw that it was funny. Now I'm going to restart and actually try to puzzle this out. Put a whole bunch of Randy Orton's in there. Just doing arc- <laughs> yeah. So the unit creator, I mean, if you, if it's, it's got workshop support, I think. So like if people actually make some wild units in the unit creator, it could be really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and it, and it's a funny game. There's not, I mean, it's just very satisfying too. of like, like there's a ballista unit and it just fires one huge ballista <laughs> arrow hmm. and it catches people in the head. And then it like, make some fly across the map. Nice. Very, very satisfying. <laughs> that kind of stuff in that game is like really, really funny and satisfying and lots of good audio too. The, the, the characters make these like crazy noises that are really funny and, and stuff. Um, and, uh, and there's a lot of variety in the units right now too. So I recommend that it is, it is like 15, 10, 15 bucks, something like that. So it's definitely worth the cost of entry, I would say. Um, but the thing that I kind of wanted to, to touch on a little bit more heavily is um, I played less of it, but I played um, a good chunk of satisfactory um, and uh, also a decent chunk of Astroneer. Um, and I'm finding like the parallels between them to be very, very interesting. And then the differences between them to be interesting and how they handle different things. So um I'll talk a little bit about 
satisfactory first have either of you seen satisfactory at all i have not but i've heard about it enough that i like i understand what it is yeah so i'm not really a i've never gotten into like factory building games before before i picked up satisfactory huh yeah so before i picked up satisfactory i tried the demo to to factorio because i was kind of like maybe i should wait on satisfactory but this giant bomb video makes a game like this look like something i really want to try and i thought the demo for factorio was impressive but i ultimately decided to just try satisfactory instead um and i ended up staying up until like 2 a.m last saturday night working on satisfactory stuff and like it's extremely rewarding and entertaining um i built uh like this huge building huge factory that um like iron ingots from a smelter go into this building and then um inside of the building through different conveyor tracks like you know it comes in and in one it splits into two and half the ingots go into a thing that produces metal plates and half the thing that's going to a thing that produces iron bars from there because i need iron plates all the time that splits off and some of it goes into my warehouse which i also built um but then it also like puts the ingredients up into assemblers that make different things out of the iron so like it'll make like rotors and hardened reinforced plates and stuff and it's so satisfying to run the conveyors around and sort of see where things go you then have to deal with like power requirements for the different devices because everything is on like you 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 can build like generators and stuff and i found that like well my these generators are great but i the best fuel that i can make is this um biofuel so you can put like leaves and stuff in the generators but it's better if you put biomass in the generators which you craft by from leaves but it's best if you put biofuel in the generators which you craft from biomass so i built like a power plant well not really a power plant but a fuel factory where i'm like dumping leaves into one thing and then it's conveying them around so that eventually fuel comes out so it's that kind of game where you're building these networks of conveyor belts and power and stuff and crafting things and getting automating everything and getting to a point where like trying to get to a point where like your whole factory just runs itself and it's really really fun to figure out how to do that and you run into little speed bumps that are like oh well actually since i'm splitting this here i'm running into an efficiency problem here whereas if i put this in this place or instead just build another constructor and split the ingots that are coming out into different producers it's fun you get those kinds of problems and it's entertaining to try to figure it out and it doesn't feel like work in the way that to me anyway in the way that sometimes those kinds of things could because i it's also fun to move around and to like you have like you can build a network of jump pads in your base where you like fling yourself across your base into a thing of jelly on the other side that like catches you and stuff like just a lot of clever ways that you feel like you're have your you're not just like pushing spreadsheets around um and uh I played, I think like about a third of the content that's in the early access build that's current. Um, I'm excited to go back and play more. Um, cause it's like, it's, it's very, there's a lot there to do. Um, and, uh, I don't know, like I, it's very inviting and it's accessible in a way that you can, or like, it's very easy to get into and learn how to play it. Um, and everything makes a lot of sense. 
and it kind of was a con is a contrast to the experience that I've been having playing Astroneer for a little bit, which is um, a game that I have followed for a long time and sort of early on, I put a lot of time into it and then I put it down to wait for 1.0. I still haven't hadn't sunk a lot of time into the 1.0 release until recently. Um, and I should say upfront, like both of these games are very good and they are doing different things. So like if either of them looks appealing to you, I would say, I would recommend both of them. Um, but I'm running into some issues with Astro near that. I think having played satisfactory so recently is like exacerbating those issues. Um, even though they're very different games, they are both games where you craft things still. And they're both games where you need resources and where moving resources and accessing resources is core to what the game so there's core busy work in in the games um and have either of you played astroneer at all no it's one of those like minecraft ish like go build stuff and where i'm just like eh, it's not for me yeah i wouldn't argue that it is for you i would say it's different from to me anyway mm-hmm. it's different from minecraft because everything you build in astroneer has a purpose <laughs> Yeah. Uh, everything is like <laughs> animal combat. Everything you build in Astroneer <laughs> has a purpose. Everything is like, there's a difference because, um, in like in Minecraft, you are kind of doing things for aesthetic reasons. You're putting like in Minecraft, you put a door on something, right? Yeah. Like there's a reason to build a door in Astroneer. You'll build, um, a cons- like in my base currently, I have like, um, a couple of, or a few things that, that are like, crafters that I put resources on them and then they can build things. And I have platforms that they're on. I have a storage platform. I have a research station, but I don't have any walls. I don't have any like, like, uh, doors or, or windows or anything. Cause it's all a network of things that do stuff. And so that's why I find it more appealing than something like Minecraft for me, because it's still a game where you're gathering resources. So that part is very similar, but it's a game where you, where it feels like everything has more of a purpose, um, which I really like. Um, and, but the, the issue that I'm having with Astroneer is like satisfactory is a game where the UI is largely, um, is the word that I'm looking for diegetic. It's all, it's, it's very like, you know, you're pulling in the game space. Yeah. You're, you're, it's still a box that pops up, but like when your power blows and you use too much power, you have to pull a lever to like reset the fuse. Um, and like when you are loading things into the space elevator, like there's a lever that you pull to say, launch this, this space, this space elevator. It's all very tactile in a way that's very appealing. And Astroneer goes for that. The thing that satisfactory does though, is it also recognizes when it should just give you a graph. And when it should just give you numbers and just say like, this is your power output. This is the capacity. This is the consumption rate. And that is sort of missing from Astroneer in a lot of ways. Like they tried to make everything very like, not just in world, but also very like appealing to look at. Um, and that is, that sometimes can be like very frustrating. Like I'm, I, where I'm at with my base right now is like, I want to build something to give it power because everything runs very slow when there's not enough power. And like your shelter that you start with by default generates a 
base amount of power. So you can really run anything at one, you can run any one thing off of your basis power network that comes with it. Um, whereas, uh, like you, but everything like if I'm trying to run my research station and a constructor at the same time, it runs super slow. Um, because it's using up too much power and there's a bottleneck. The only way you know that is by noticing that things are running slowly and by observing like these little lines on the power connectors that are like lower when too much power is being used. It's very unclear. Like it doesn't really explain. I think the tutorial maybe explains a little bit, but the tutorial is not in the, game world like it's in sort of a separate space so it's kind of hard sometimes to translate the stuff in the tutorial over to the the game and the tutorial also tries to tell you a lot of things with like icons and and like pings and stuff like that and i really wish sometimes that the game would just like let tell me with text a thing like let me because it uses text in other places like the, the the ui elements do use text but it'll give you like, there's loads of icons that don't mean anything. It took me forever to realize that there were multiple tabs in my little research PDA that could show me like, like I couldn't figure out how to build um, a storage block to just put stuff on. And it turns out it's because I wasn't 